our nervous systems all have this vigilance response, right? What it's our survival brain and what's it's what keeps us alive, right? Um, the problem is it's really helpful when there's actual danger. The problem is if you have some kind of trauma history, right? And it might not be obvious to you. You might not even know it. Um, you might be experiencing what we call that hypervigilance. So even when things are going okay, there's that part of your brain that's always scanning and going like, okay, when's the other shoe gonna drop, right? You might not even be conscious of it. Welcome back to the You Need a Counselor podcast. This is a show presented by Heart and Solutions Counseling Agency. We release new episodes every Sunday at 5 p.m. Central and encourage you to batch up that laundry, put away the dishes, plan for the week ahead, or do any other task that might seem daunting while you give our show a listen. You might just be encouraged to call your therapist, connect with this week's guest, or seek out those services you've been considering for a while but haven't made the commitment to yet. If you are in the state of Iowa and are in need of mental or behavioral health counseling, give us a call at 1-800-531-4236. Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome back to You Need a Counselor podcast. I'm Dr. Julie Johnson. This is episode 131. So welcome to the show. And I'm Krista Hunt, and I am vice president of Heart and Solutions, our counseling agency in Iowa. And this is our podcast, You Need a Counselor. So we are designed for people curious about counseling that have barriers keeping them from experiencing the benefits of counseling. Our mission is to share stories about counseling, good, bad, and indifferent, and spread the message that everyone can benefit from mental health and behavioral health counseling services. Our guest today joins us from California. She is a licensed online psychotherapist for those living in California. She's also a coach for those living anywhere else in the world. Uh, she focuses on helping people break through different cycles that we might have in our lives. Sometimes we feel like we're just going and going and going and not getting to that freedom that we desire. And so some of those cycles, that anxiety, that self-doubt, burnout and trauma can really keep us stuck in these loops. And so our guest today helps people to break out of those cycles and to find that freedom that we're all looking for. So we've got Elisa Martinez today with us. Thank you for joining us, Elisa. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for this wonderful podcast. This is such uh, great information to you know share with folks about therapy and especially if you're on the fence about it, right? Or you're curious. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So many people are curious about therapy, psychotherapy. And also, I think a lot of people are curious now about coaching and mm -hmm. what the difference is and how to know if they might be benefit from psychotherapy or coaching. Can you tell us a little bit about the difference between the two services you provide? Yeah, absolutely. So primarily, um, I am a licensed psychotherapist, right? So that means that I am licensed and able to treat uh, mental disorders, mental illnesses, um, also treat the symptoms of mental health challenges, right? So I specialize specifically in anxiety, trauma, and burnout. So I work with a lot of 
you know, really anxious achievers uh, and burned out professionals. So that's my my niche. And I'm able to um, kind of treat some of the underlying mental health concerns, um, emotional and psychological stuff, right, that we bring to the table um, using a variety of uh, psychotherapeutic techniques, which are super, super effective um, in breaking free of those cycles. Um, as a coach, I'm able to support people who may be having these kinds of challenges in their lives. Um, my coaching clients, however, tend to be what we call higher functioning, right? So their mental health concerns may not be, um, you know, really limiting their ability to function at a high level in their lives, at work, in the world. They may have a psychotherapist that they're seeing, right? But coaching is really more uh, um, working on the level of, you know, what are your goals? What, where are the places you're stuck and where do you want to be? And how do you, how can we get you there? Right. So we're not really delving in, diving deep into the psyche, right? We're not really working with a lot of those psychological underlying issues um, that could be impacting the way they think and feel like we would in psychotherapy. But there is some overlap because um, the kind of coaching that I do can feel very therapeutic, right? So what I'm doing is I'm helping people, um, you know, get some clarity about what's going on with them, those stuck places, and what's a plan for getting from point A to point B in a way that you're actually going to follow through on, right? And that can feel really empowering and therapeutic too. So um, again, there's just some overlap, um, but not quite the same, right? And so coaching, I do a lot of uh, education as a therapist and as a coach, um, but coaching really requires that people are taking the information and the tools that I'm providing, and they are taking it and running with it, right? Psychotherapy, we do that as well. I provide a ton of tools, um, but really I am working with people one-on-one -on -one to really kind of do a deep dive within themselves and do a lot of healing around some of the psychological pain and distress they might feel underneath that they might not even be aware of. Right. So I, I know that's just there's more to say about the difference and the similarities, but that's kind of the gist. So what got you into the field of counseling and um, what also led you to specialize in those anxiety and burnout trauma? Yeah, great question. So I would say from a very young age, I struggled with a lot of anxiety um, and, you know, I had a lot of painful earlier life experiences, um, traumas, you could say, um, you know, experiences that really impacted me. I also um, had a lot of loss and I really didn't have uh, people who I could, <laughs> I'll use some therapist speak, process that loss with, right? And so, you know, I struggled with a lot of anxiety as a child, and then it turned into depression, right? When I was a young adult, I struggled a lot with self-esteem, not feeling good about myself. Um, and 
it kind of came to a head when I was in my late 20s and I was had a lot of stressful life experiences. And I just, I feel like I had a breakdown, right? You, you know, you hear this like classic nervous breakdown, right? That's an old term. But I kind of went through that experience. And my life since then, since my late 20s, really became a big healing process. So I started getting therapy. I started reading about psychology, wanting to understand, you know, what's going on with me. Um, and then by the time I was in my late 30s, I decided, you know what, I'm going to go to grad school and study counseling psychology, mostly because I wanted to heal myself. I wanted to learn about the human mind, right? I didn't, I wasn't thinking like, oh, yeah, I'll be a therapist, right? So went to grad school for three years. And then I discovered, wow, I can actually do this. I can actually help people. And I had experienced so much healing of my own at that point. Um, and so that's what got me into it. And I have been doing it since then. So gosh, I graduated in 2011. So I've been doing it since then. And I came to specialize in anxiety, trauma, burnout, because those are issues that are very near and dear to my heart, right? I know what it's like to be in the throes of anxiety. I know what it's like to live with trauma. And I also know what it's like to um, feel just the overwhelm of burnout, right? So um, I'm also an animal rescuer, and I have been involved in that pretty heavily off and on over the past several years. And there's a lot of burnout, you know, in people who are in lines, who are, you know, helpers in that way. Um so yeah, that's kind of how I came came to this and I love it, right? So again, I do work exclusively with people who have different kinds of traumas. They might not even be aware that they do, but a lot of anxiety, burnout, overwhelm. Yeah, I think the mental health field is really starting to acknowledge uh high functioning individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, that sounds kind of funny to say because uh, you know, high functioning individuals get acknowledged in society quite a bit, but the mental health field has not always acknowledged high functioning individuals. There's been more, uh, more understanding, communal understanding for uh, those who are having these mental health symptoms impact their lives in a way that other people can see or the way that other people are finding to be dysfunctional or not working as well as they would like to. And there's been this external focus on symptomology, uh, even in the mental health field for so long. And it's it's starting to uh, to have more of an inward focus that doesn't, that kind of takes away the how are you presenting piece, um, like, it, yeah, your friends might say you're doing great and your family might say you're always doing great. and uh, But none of that matters because it's how we are feeling. It's how our internal life is working and going. Um, and we might be able to churn out a product every day as our personality as a product, our work ethic as a product, right? We might be able to churn out that product every day, but the cost internally can be so heavy and so high, um, even though we're still able to do it. 
So I, I love that you are acknowledging in your practice the those who are high functioning or even sometimes extremely high functioning um, and all of the challenges that do come uh, with that. And, and uh, I feel like the field is starting to acknowledge uh, achievement as a trauma response as well. Um, and that hasn't always been the case in this field. Absolutely. And, you know, I work with a ton of high achievers, right? These are professionals who are, you know, just um, top in their field, right? Academics. And one of the questions I ask is, yeah, okay, you're doing all these cool things. What's going on? What are you feeling? What's going on inside of you? What What's what's happening inside that people don't see, Right. And I love what you said about, um, you know, this high achieving can be, uh, you know, a type of trauma response. And I think you hit the nail on the head because a lot of times um, the folks I work with um, are struggling with what we call maybe shades of complex trauma, right? This is kind of the kind of trauma that, you know, might not seems so obvious, right? Like a lot of times we think, oh, I was, you know, in this horrible car accident and traumatized from that, or I was assaulted, right? All of those can uh, definitely lead to a traumatic response. But a lot of times, you know, I work with a lot of folks who were raised in families where they didn't get praise, validation, a lot of support unless they were super high achieving, right? And they had to be perfect. They had to be great, right? And that can lead to a trauma response, right? And so I work with a lot of people who are perfectionists, right? They do really, really wonderful things for themselves and the world, um, but it comes at such a high psychological price. Yeah. So that's, yeah, I think that's really, really important to talk about. Um, can you kind of explain like what um, trauma response looks like for different people who show trauma responses, depending on um, like, I know we talked about like traumatic experiences, like a, like a car accident or assault, but also um, tra trauma response for those um, other types as well that you discussed. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of the folks that I work with, I see a lot of what we call this hypervigilance, right? And so we think of the word vigilant right? And you're kind of always on the lookout, like, okay, you're, you're scanning the environment for danger, you know, potential danger, right? And we all, our nervous systems all have this vigilance response, right? What it's our survival brain and what's, it's what keeps us alive, right? Um, the problem is, it's really helpful when there's actual danger. The problem is, if you have some kind of trauma history, right, and it might not be obvious to you, you might not even know it, um, you might be experiencing what we call that hypervigilance. So even when things are going okay, there's that part of your brain that's always scanning and going like, okay, when's the other shoe going to drop, right? You might not even be conscious of it, right? Um, or you might tend to expect that something bad is going to happen, right? Um, some people who are, you know, very vigilant in this way, um, they can struggle with anxiety, right? 
struggle with a lot of chronic worry. And it can become second nature to where this is just how I am. This is just, you know, the way I'm showing up in the world. This is me, right? Um, this can be a trauma response. Uh, so I think those are kind of the big ones that I see that I work with. Yeah, and some of the some of the specific challenges I would imagine in working specifically with the population that you do is that some of those symptoms, while they're painful, mm-hmm. are beneficial in the external world. And so it's much, I would I would think in some ways it might be more difficult to see them as, uh, as challenges and to uh, be able to prioritize the internal piece uh, when it might mean sacrificing some of that external uh, benefit or external uh, productivity that we might have. And I love that you bring this up. And so, um, you know, the kind of therapy that I do is, um, so I use, a, I lean very heavily on a kind of therapy called internal family systems. I love it. Uh, the gist of it is we we look at all, whether it's anxiety, whether it's this like, I, I need to be super high achieving, I have to be perfect, whatever it is, right? And, you know, I have anger outbursts, no matter what, we kind of look at all of those symptoms and tendencies as parts of us, right? I have a part of me that gets really angry sometimes. I have a part of me that worries and gets really anxious. I have a part of me that has to achieve, that has to be doing, that has to be the best, right? So all of those are aspects of our personality. And so in therapy, uh, what we can do is we can explore these different aspects, right? So I work with a lot of clients um, and we explore the part of themselves that really feels us drive to achieve or that really needs, um, that, that can't settle for a B grade, like always A plus, A plus, right? And we look at the ways that these parts of ourselves have really benefited us, right? And like you said, so being a high achiever, do you can do a lot of really cool and great things. You can achieve a lot of success. There's a lot of benefit to that, right? If you're in a helping profession too, and you're a very high achiever, you're helping a lot of people, right? Um, so what we do when we work with these parts of ourselves, it's like, okay, how can we kind of keep the good stuff, right? How can we acknowledge all of the wonderful things that come with this, right? With Come with this super uber high achieving drive, but how can we transform it a bit so it's not so painful and distressing for you, right? Because being a perfectionist, being super driven, being super anxious, and I got to do this, I got to do that, it's not comfortable, right? And so really what it's about is how do we transform those parts of ourselves so they're functional, so they're helpful, so they enhance our lives, right? So it's really not about, you know, our lives becoming smaller and we're you know, not going to be able to achieve as much. We're not going to be able to do as much. It's really about our lives becoming healthier and giving us more capacity to live the lives that we want to live. Yeah, that's kind of how I I look at it. Yeah. 
Are there different techniques that you use with your um, counseling clients as opposed to coaching clients? Are they pretty similar? Um, some are different. Some are the same, right? Um, I mentioned that I use a lot of uh, what we call internal family systems, or we call this parts work, right? This is just kind of the name for the modality. I can adapt that to a coaching context, right? Um, this is really wonderful for people who are in a stuck place, right? Maybe they're trying to make some big decisions and they're having a hard time with it. Uh, maybe there are some goals that they want to achieve, but for some reason, there's some kind of, they just can't get there, right? And usually there's like some kind of inner obstacle. So um, one of the kind of main ways I would use to work with that is help people learn how to explore for themselves those, those stuck places within them right? This is a part of us, like there's a part of us, something standing between us and something, right? Um, and I'm talking more about like internal obstacles, right? Those internal stuck places. Obviously, there are external obstacles that can get in the way of us achieving our goals. But it's really about looking inside and uh, teaching people how to work with that and um, how to transform those obstacles and, um, you know, essentially overcome them, right? But in a really healthy way, not where we're ignoring like, oh, I'm having this inner, this inner obstacle I'm having is this deep seated fear. Well, I teach people how to work with that fear in a healthy way, right? We're not just shoving it under the rug. Um, and in that process, they can, you know, get to a point where they're, they're able to move towards their goals. Yeah, so that's how I would do it in coaching and therapy similar um but we are working with um kind of a lot of inner psychological dynamics especially with trauma right so we're working with a lot of painful hurt feelings and emotions memories um you know experiences that kind of thing yeah and i i think it goes back to what you were talking about in the beginning the difference between the psychotherapy that you do and the coaching, because both are so important. We've had so many coaches on the show because a lot of times they get combined into one in the minds of, you know, in the minds of our general public, but they're both so important. And uh, we, so here at Heart and Solutions, we do two services. We do um, an outpatient mental health therapy, but then we also do in-home behavioral health coaching and a behavioral health service for children. And the way we describe those two services is therapy is the why, mm -hmm. and then BHIS, behavioral health intervention, is the how and, um, and the action behind it. And uh, coaching, fairly similarly, coaching is the what are we going to do and it might not be what am I going to do in my life, but what am I going to do here in the coaching space together in the coaching relationship? Um, and therapy is the why, exploring that why and exploring those pieces of ourselves, um, and and not for any external reason, not looking for any external outcome necessarily, um, except for peace within ourselves. Uh, and peace within our own minds and letting our minds be a safe place so that we can then do the work 
towards maybe some of those external goals that we want to achieve for ourselves uh, in coaching. And I I love what you were saying too about the uh, internal family systems and that parts work that you do in in the therapy sessions. And I imagine in the coaching sessions too, you use that a lot. Um, It reminds me of, there was a study done about how stress impacts certain uh, organs within our bodies And what they accidentally found in that study was that it wasn't the stress itself. It was the brain's thoughts about the stress that caused the damage, the physical damage to those organs. Um, And when, when you're talking about those different parts of ourselves, that, that worrying part that is benefiting us in some ways, being able to take that part and keep the strategizing part and, uh, and not have to focus on the worrying part. And when we do it intentionally in our brains, our brains make the change. It's a, it's amazing how, uh, how a change in the way that we intentionally think we don't even have to believe it. Um, but if we change the way that we intentionally think our brains change it and our brains change our body chemistry, um, to align with the new way of thinking. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And the, you know, when, whenever I'm working in therapy or in a coaching capacity for me, it's really about authentic, um, transformation, right. And it's not about sweeping things under the rug, right. And, um, you know, ignoring the problem, so to speak. It's about how do we take these painful parts, these stuck places within ourselves? How do we heal them? How do we transform them um, into, into things that will help us, you know, not only achieve our goals, but feel the way we want to feel, um, live the life we want to live. Yeah. And so in therapy, yeah, you know, through the exploration that we can do, the inner exploration that we do in therapy, we can learn a lot about the why. Ah, why am I like this? What's going on? We can get clarity around that. Um, But beyond that, it's really about this inner healing and transformation, right? That can, you know, put us in a, that can empower us to go out there and create the lives that we want to live, right? Achieve the goals, that kind of thing. So again, you know, I do a lot of coaching type stuff in my therapy, right? And as a coach, because I am a psychotherapist, I bring that that therapy lens into the work that I do, right? And so when people are trying to decide, oh, do I need therapy? Do I need coaching? What? A lot of times people will hop on a, you know, consultation uh, call with me and we'll talk about what's going on with them. And I'll talk about, okay, here's how therapy uh, might be able to help you right now. Here's what coaching can do. Here are the limitations of coaching, right? Here's, um, I don't really want to call therapy think of therapy as having limitations because I love good therapy and I've seen the transformation, but we really do talk about the differences. um, So people can make an informed decision. Right. And therapy does have a lot of limitations, (laughs) you know, there's, there are a lot of, 
uh, logistical limitations with therapy that coaching does not have. Um, so being able to be in Iowa and have a coach that's in California um, is something that we can't always do in the therapy world um, sure. because there are a lot of logistical limitations on therapy as as a profession and as in in this field. Right. Right. And it's one of the reasons why I work as an online therapist. So I see clients as a therapist all throughout California. Um, I used to have an office, but I just find that I can serve and help a lot more people um, if I'm working online. And, you know, because I am licensed as a therapist in California, I'm, you know, limited to seeing clients in California as a coach, right? I work with people all over the place. So it is different, right? But it's not therapy per se. Yeah, but it's true. The logistics does does play a role for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I know at the beginning, you mentioned that you had your own personal experiences growing up, which led you to try therapy yourself as well before going into the field. Um, can you talk about that process of finding a therapist for yourself? Mm, yeah, well, when I started off, right, I was just struggling, right? A lot of anxiety and depression. I didn't know anything about therapy other than what I've seen, you know, how we see depicted in the media, right? We don't really know what therapy truly is. And, um, you know, if we only have the media as our source of information, um, so I didn't really know what I was doing. And I think I started by going through my insurance and being like, uh, I think I need some mental health support. And they gave me some names, right? So and I just kind of picked whoever on the list could see me have availability. I didn't know anything about therapy. I didn't know. I didn't think like, oh, I can shop around for a therapist, right? I was like, okay, I guess they're all the same and I just got to go. Um, and, you know, fortunately I had some positive experiences with uh, my first therapists. Um, so, you know, no, there wasn't a negative experience that completely turned me off from therapy. Um, but yeah, and so um, that process was just me learning what therapy is and kind of how to how to be a client, right? What do we do in therapy? Um, and, you know, it's going to look different for everyone and every therapist is different. Um, but I was really fortunate in that my early therapists, they really met me exactly where I was at, right? Um, so I wasn't ready to delve into kind of deep trauma and a lot of painful life experiences. I wasn't, right? I was only able to kind of talk about certain aspects of my life experience and discomfort, right? But maybe not others, right? I was I was a newbie in the, the whole game. Now, you know, I still, I see psychotherapy as such a valuable tool, not only for healing, but for personal growth, right? And optimal um, self-growth that I do have therapy that I go to um, myself. And I definitely, you know, really get full use out of it, right? Because I'm a therapist. I've been a client for a long time. Um yeah, so it's a little bit about my my experience. Yeah, it, it 
really kind of fits with your your journey into becoming a counselor, seeking the the understanding and knowledge of what makes us go, what makes us run. Um, and then being able to use that information that you learned for yourself uh, for other people and um, and for people who are on the fence about starting counseling, uh, it, sometimes it can feel like, well, I'm choosing between maybe it's uh, maybe it's a financial barrier. I'm choosing between spending my money on counseling sessions for myself or uh, gymnastics or swim lessons, right. For my child or, mm-hmm. uh, or on something else that we could, that the family could spend the money on. And, um, and your example is, is I think so poignant here of being able to invest that into ourselves so that we can then in a healed way, uh, help other people and, uh, provide, what we want to for other people or what we need to for other people. So um, I think it's a great uh, role modeling that you're doing of utilizing that tool so that you are able to be your best self when you are with your coaching clients and with your counseling clients. Absolutely. And, you know, when I was in therapist grad school, right, to be school to become a therapist, that was a requirement of the program I was in. We had to have a year of therapy and I'm talking 52 consecutive weeks. Maybe we can take a week off here and there. Um, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. And I, this is my personal opinion. Um, I think good therapists also are therapy clients, right? They're doing the inner work on themselves so they can heal we're human too right and that because what's going on within us is going to affect how our ability to show up for the people we work with right whether you're a therapist or a coach um so when people are shopping around for therapy one of the questions that i invite people to consider asking um is are you in your own therapy therapist (laughs) (laughs) right because that can be very very telling um and so that's kind of all I'll say about that it's my personal opinion uh also my professional opinion (laughs) as a therapist and a client so if someone is interested in starting either counseling or coaching with you how do they reach out and how do they get started yeah, there's a few ways. So um, my website is elisamartinestherapy.com and you might have a link in your, your show notes. Um, that's the, the fastest way, right? Um, I offer free 30-minute consultations um, so we can sit down, you know, online via Zoom and really look at what's going on with you. What do you need? Might I be a good fit for what you're looking for? Maybe I'm not, right? But I have a big referral network of other coaches and other therapists who might be able to help. Um, So that's totally free. Um, I'm also active on Instagram uh, at Creating Calm Confidence. And on my social media, um, I do a lot of interviews with other mental health professionals and coaches about a variety of emotional wellness topics, um, life topics. 
And um, so there's a lot of different content that I have on there, right? I interview people about different therapy modalities, um, different kinds of issues or diagnoses or struggles. So those are the best ways to find me. I'm also on LinkedIn, um, uh, Elisa Martinez, uh, LMFT. I'm also on, uh, you know, Facebook, Facebook at Creating Calm Confidence. So lots of ways to find me. Wonderful. And uh, that that consultation appointment, you're going to be able to learn about is is counsel if we're in California and we reach out uh, is is the psychotherapy going to be my best route here to start or is my coaching going to be my best route and and you can kind of individually help answer those kinds of questions in that consultation. Right, right. Yes, absolutely. And that's why, you know, I like to provide a full 30 minutes to talk. um, Because that way you can really make an informed decision, right? Mm -hmm. About what's best for you. And again, I have a pretty extensive referral network. And I know a lot of wonderful coaches and therapists. So if I'm not the fit for you, I might know somebody who is right. Mm -hmm. And I think the big thing that people don't understand is that you can shop around, right? If you call your insurance company and they give, they're like, well, let me give you a list of therapists, right? Um, You don't have to go with the first one you meet, right? Or have a phone call with, right? You can do a consultation, get a feel for it. Um, You can do several consultations with different therapists. You can even do a first therapy appointment or a second. And at any time along the way, you don't have to continue with that person, right? Whether it's a therapist or a coach. So I really want people to be empowered to, you know, pay attention to, um, you know, the rapport you have with this person. Do you feel comfortable? Uh, Do they specialize in the kinds of things, the kinds of challenges you have, right? That's another big piece I could get into, but yeah, shop around. Wonderful. So if you could give one suggestion to somebody who might be on the fence about starting counseling, what would it be? You know what? One of the things that I would want people to say other than shop around is, you know what? You'll never know. You'll never know unless you try it, right? Give it a shot. What do you have to lose? Um, A good therapist is going to meet you exactly where you're at right? That's going to respect that, hey, maybe there are some things I don't want to talk about or explore, right? Right now, that's okay. A good therapist is going to meet you where you're at and go at the pace that feels right for you. And so, yeah, you'll never know unless you try. So just, you know, give it a shot, do some research, reach out, right? And you can stop at any time if you want, but you will probably discover that, wow, this is very different than what I thought it would be. And it's actually very helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love that. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Elisa Martinez and I need a counselor. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> so do I. So does Krista. Uh, we, we all we all do. Uh, and I, I love it when I see counselors in counseling. Um, mm-hmm. So important. Uh I love it when I see anybody in counseling, but especially, gosh, in this field, it's so important. Thank you so so much for having me. 
I'm Carissa Hunt. And I'm Julie Johnson, and we need a counselor. So do you. Bye. Thank you for listening to the You Need a Counselor podcast. We are so grateful that you're here. Now, we want to hear from you. Text us or give us a call at 515-650-3231. You can also find and connect with You Need a Counselor on Facebook and Instagram. If you've enjoyed today's show, please take a moment to like, review, or leave a comment, as all of these things help others to find and benefit from the podcast as well. If you're in the state of Iowa and interested in mental health counseling or behavioral health intervention services, give us a call at 800-531-4236. And if you're a provider seeking play therapy CEUs, you can find us on patreon.com slash you need a training. We'll see you for the next episode Sunday at five.